All right, so let us start this recording uh, and go back and pick up some of the stuff that we were uh, saying before the recording got uh, and the connection lost. A way of starting it is, is that because of the way that Buddhism has come to the West, mm-hmm. with uh, a lot of information and a lot of books, but not really good, deep instruction. Mm-hmm. And very, very few things can actually be learned from a book. Tennis and golf are two things that we can say they spend a lot of time and effort trying to teach tennis and golf, and nobody gets it. Mm-hmm. You have to, have to go out on the field and get mm-hmm. some balls. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, reading about the Dhamma is not anything like the actual practice of the Dhamma, and yet that's how Buddhism actually is defined in the West, because most of the teachers that are in the West mm. have picked up from the Westerners, and that all of the uh, uh, Westerners who really got into the Dhamma and went to Asia mm. have kind of remained in that. And so we have mm. two those who have had the teachings of the Asians mm-hmm. and the lineages passed down, and those that don't. Mm-hmm. Well, su- surprise, the Westerners are much more interested in finding uh, uh, ones who speak good English and write books and gotten famous and all of that, even if what they're teaching do- is not as wholesome and as beneficial as it would be if it were coming from the actual lineage that from that perspective, we can begin to see that there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of misunderstanding about what the jhanas are. Mm. That a mm. lot of people think that they are deep meditation. In fact, I hear that very commonly. <laughs> that, oh, I go deep in meditation. Deep, deep, okay. Generally, what I see now as deep meditation is when the mind gets tired after all of that sitting time that they've done, the mind gets tired, the breathing is light, and they fall into a stupor. Mm. And that stupor is very much like a daydreaming state. In fact, it's night dreaming while sitting up. Mm. Mm. And they dream, Jhana. Mm. And they have magical experiences and all of that. And that's what they generally refer to. But we can think of Anapanasati as mm. not going deep mm. but it is oh no man <clears throat> no this is not acceptable Oh, you're back. Okay. Yeah. I. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, sorry. I'm really sorry. I know this is frustrating. I was really enjoying that, though. <laughs> it is probably frustrating for you. I'm getting a yeah. big belly lamp out of it. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. 
But you have to train yourself into and to stop having frustrations when frustrating things happen and get a big belly laugh out of look at that frustrating stuff. I bet that Patrick <laughs> is over the moon in frustration because he lost his connection. <laughs> yeah, that sounds preferable. Okay, so let's mm. continue on. I don't know what the video will look like with these freeze ups, but uh, the the point is then that uh, the jhanas are actually normal states. Mm, 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 mm. And that humans pass in and out of these real jhana normal states from time to time, sometimes fleeting, sometimes they're really into it. Mm. So I generally refer to the first jhana as very much like being able to read. Mm. Read closely. To be mm. able to be interested and curious and engaged with it in every sentence, we know what they're saying mm. in a dialogue. Mm. We can keep track of the back and the forth mm. and we know what's going on. But if we start to think about what's happening in that book that we're reading, mm-hmm. we'll begin to get lost and the mind will wander away into what we're thinking about rather than into actually reading the book. Mm. Okay. You can also say that second jhana is very much like being on the chase. All right. Being on the chase. Imagine 100,000 years ago, you and I were standing with, in our loincloths and our spears, and we see a warthog. Mm-hmm. And off we chase after that warthog, and we're not going to lose sight of him. We know mm. that if we lose sight, and he's going to do everything he can to get away, including go through the bushes and tangles and behind the trees and everything he can to hide from us. Mm. But our job is to keep our eye on him mm-hmm. and chase mm-hmm. him. So now we're jumping through the wilderness and we're going through, and we're barefoot, by the way. <laughs> We've got to fall over logs and jump through thorn bushes and everything like that, but we're on the intent of getting that warthog. Mm-hmm. Modern day equivalent that is like the motocross or Formula One racing. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay attention, you're going to be dead on that Formula One track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like the old days, if you're not paying attention, you're going to lose the warthog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if second John is what we're doing and we lose that, the worst thing that can happen is the mind will fall back into hindrances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you need the first John as the the solid foundation, kind of. Well, the actual real jhanas, something that humans do, Mm -hmm. and something that the Buddha developed very uh, skillfully before uh, his awakening. Mm -hmm. This is an important point, Mm -hmm. that people who get wrapped up in jhana are saying specifically they're doing something the Buddha told them Mm -hmm. is a sidetrack. Mm. And the Buddha did it all. Mm. He went through austerities. He got really skinny because he wasn't eating much. He mm. did all the and he found all of these activities are not working. Mm-hmm. But he did have a foundation because of these jhanas. Mm. Okay. And he recognized that these jhanas can be tools mm. for cleaning out the mind. But mm. even of themselves, they have a uh, limited value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. part of the limit of the value is, is that the, the guys who have these states naturally don't know how to sustain it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why so many Formula One racers are dead. 
Buddhists. <laughs> and, and, and many of them uh, have gone through many automobiles, one crash mm. up after another, but they were lucky enough to survive. Mm. Okay. But that's the whole point. If you lose focus, if you lose track of what's going on for an instant. Mm. An example is, you're out there on the Formula One, a little old lady walks out in front of you, what are you going to do? You're going to have the thought, oh, little old lady shouldn't be on the track. If you have that thought, you'll kill her. Mm-hmm. Because Tell that's slow that. thinking, and you and she's going to come up really fast if you're at 200 mm. clicks. <laughs> I didn't say miles an hour. Got... Hello? Okay, so you're back again. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe if you turn your video off. Uh, yeah, that, I could try that. We're doing much more didactic rather than uh, interpersonal stuff right now, anyhow. Okay, um, yeah. All right, so in this situation that we're talking about, these jhana states are natural. The Buddha did them before he became enlightened, and he began to see that these things have good qualities to it. Mm. That, in fact, he recognized that the issue about coming out of the normal state of mind into something going in the direction of the first jhana has mm. to do cleaning out the mind of hindrances that keep us from being in this present moment. Mm. And so sati is the wake-up call to wake up, to be in this present mm. moment, mm. to remember to be here now. Mm. In other words, to take a look. So mm. for instance, if the internet goes off, one person will automatically fall back into frustration, and the other one will say, wake up, aha. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have to feel bad. Mm. So uh, these are the qualities that we want to develop is so that we can have sati to take care of normal life's experiences. And this is much more useful mm. than these development of the second jhana in and of and for itself. Mm. But the second jhana does have this quality that if you can control the second jhana, you can basically control your behavior all day long. Mm, mm, mm. So let's start back with then how we get started with this, which is putting the mind in a condition so that it gathers all the factors together that's, that's needed in order to bring about the first jhana. Now, one thing that we know about baking cakes, and that is that there's a few ingredients that you have to have for a particular kind of cake. Mm. And that, for instance, angel food has a lot of egg whites in it. <laughs> but all cakes have eggs. All cakes have flour. All cakes have sugar. Well, what if you left out the sugar and the flour? What kind of cake are you going to have? <laughs> No, a good one. God is a mess, but it's not a cake. <laughs> and 
So this is the idea of the first jhana is, is that we've got to have the factors together. And guess what? It's the very skills of the Eightfold Noble Path mm. that bring about these factors to gather them together. So we gather this, uh, the factors together mm. and they themselves also become skills to be developed. So the mm. very skill is this skill of sati, to wake up and to come to this present moment. If we cannot wake up and come to this present moment, then it doesn't matter what the rest of the task is, we won't do mm. it. Mm. It's like you're out there in the water drowning and you forget how to swim. You forget mm. that you can swim. Mm. That mm. happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not often. Sometimes people do forget that they can swim. <laughs> <laughs> and so they start to flounder. Mm. Mm. So that's the whole idea of Sati. We've got to remember that we mm. can in fact practice correctly. Mm -hmm. This is when we wake up and look at what we're doing. Mm. This is the investigation, or this is actually associated with one's right view. To really mm. take a close look, to investigate. And mm. normally what the beginning meditator finds is, is that the mind is full of crap. Mm. <laughs> and the Buddhist phrase for what was that was, aha, I see you, Mara. Mm. Which I can see the stuff in, my, in the mind. And we don't want to have anything to do with that stuff. Because mm. in fact it's called a hindrance because it hinders us from being in a really good state. Mm. But in fact, those those thoughts are generally uh, hindrances that uh, cause suffering, mm. or to say at least cause uncomfortableness, so that we think that things could be better than they are now. Mm. Whether recognizing right now things are as good as they're ever going to get, mm. you better learn to enjoy how things are right now, because this moment all you've got, <laughs> and that's all you're ever going to get is this present moment. Everything else is either gone in the past and dead or off in the future, which we can't count on. Mm. Only this moment is real. So if we can remember to wake up and look at what we're doing right now, then we have a choice. Mm. And that choice is, are we going to feel good in this present moment, or are we going to feel bad? Mm. This Vanapanasati is actually called gladdening the mind, mm. and it would certainly be put under the, um, the class of right effort. Mm. Well, one to take on the right effort means to change not just the content of the mind, but also generally what happens with Westerners is, is that when they see that the mind has, for instance, wandered away from the breath, mm. and they know that it's wandered away from the breath, what they do is they pick up then the old habit of scolding themselves. Mm. They take up the habit of being critical. Mm. And the whole idea is, is for us to change this criticism, in fact, they were probably being critical of something or another in the hindrances. And so when we wake up to all oh, the mind has wandered away from the breath, now we just consider, uh, consider you on with the criticism mm. but, uh, and the problem that has to be solved. But now, guess what? The mind is now the new criticism object or the new problem. Mm. Oh, no, meditation is so hard. Oh, monkey mind. Oh, you ought to be able to watch the breath better than that. These are the kinds of thoughts that normal people will have. Mm. Why? Because they haven't quite woke up enough yet. Mm -hmm. To wake up to where all of it instead, instead that, no, I'm going to nurture myself now 
not criticize. I'm going to congratulate myself for actually having woken up to see that I don't have to be critical right now. Mm. If I could be uh, nurturing to myself, mm. I could mm. be joyful, I can enjoy this present moment. Mm. I, and then the next part of the uh, right effort is to take a deep breath. Mm. To get some oxygen back and to, and allow that we can actually brighten the mind. Mm. It's just gladdening the mind is the same thing as brightening the mind. It's mm. not a kind of meditation to where the mind after 40, 60 minutes gets really dull and tired. And so the mind start, goes into a really deep state of meditation. Mm. We're not practicing deep states of meditation. We're mm -hmm. practicing bright, shiny, <laughs> alive, uh, vibrant. <laughs> mm. Healthy, uh, ability to chase a warthog <laughs> mm. kind That's of mindset so that we could follow along and keep track of what's going on. This is why we can think of the Dhamma is so wholesome is because when uh, people are interested in it, first off, the Dhamma itself is quite wholesome. Second mm. off, the, uh, the student can listen to the Dhamma, take in the Dhamma, and become inspired by this Dhamma, and also he's learning to focus his mind and keep track of things that are happening in this moment, moment after moment after moment, mm -hmm. taking pride in that. Mm -hmm. But in fact, it's just as easy for someone to go into first jhana by having a, an aha experience while mm -hmm. listening to a Dhamma talk, as mm -hmm. he can sitting on the floor in seclusion, having to deal with his own mental states the way it normally is. Mm -hmm. so to a Dhamma talk, he's listening to his garbage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in that regard, unless he can wake up for himself and throw that garbage out and start paying attention to the real Dhamma. Mm -hmm. Now there's Buddha Dhamma, which is the dispensation of the Dhamma, which actually means that the Dhamma is pointing the way to see the real Dhamma. Mm. The real is the reality of the moment. The mm. real dump is the sea that us fish live in. It's our environment. It's our whole world, in fact. And we need to wake up to that entire environment that we're in. And this is the process of doing that. In fact, this is the first step, is to get to the state where we can actually enjoy being in the moment and enjoy being free mm. from the past almost as a sense of relief and so the body relaxes and we become quite um, uh, relaxed and relieved. Mm. I'm so glad I don't have to think about Aunt Susie right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't have to finish writing that novel right now. Mm. <laughs> and so we can just be here in the present moment and let all of the old thoughts of the day and all the worries and frustrations melt away, and we can take a moment to be happy. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're getting pretty close to first jhana. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The next thing that we have to add is with one's attitude. Mm -hmm. We come out of the victim's position, the normally ordinary mind state that is critical of this, that, and the other thing actually is a mental state of being a victim mm. or being under the thumb of a parent. Mm. Yeah. Because being a natural free child with, with full of nourishment, 
where a child is being told what to do, the child resents it and either feels guilty by not doing it or rebellious. Mm -hmm. Okay, but we're not enjoying what we're doing and we get into the habit of doing things and not enjoying them. Mm -hmm. So first jhana is actually an intentional way to change our attitude about things. Mm -hmm. Being a victim of this uh, sitting meditation mm. into being a champion of it. Mm. Okay, and being a lion. Up. Pardon? Being a lion. A lion. Lion, precisely. <laughs> yes, the Buddha was a lion. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's the whole attitude is developing mm. the attitude. Of the winner, the champion, the li the lion, the one who says, I can do this. Mm -hmm. The one who says that I can, in fact, anytime I want to, clean the mind out. Every time I think about it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we get that uh, confidence built up. That's the other factor of the jhana. So basically, the first jhana comes as a result of this confidence that's been built up that we can, in fact, do it. Yeah. And the feeling that arises with that is the feeling of, and the Pali, the word is pity. Mm. And it's great joy, but it's the joy of the success of knowing that mm. I've done it, I've accomplished it just now. Mm. And as time goes on, that knowledge is, is that I can always do this. Mm. Did it once, I did it twice, I did it a dozen times, and it doesn't matter what the mind does, I can clean it out again. Mm. And so this is a skill that's developed, this confidence, this joy that we have, that we can handle anything. Mm. All right, so let's use that as an example someplace out in the world. Let us say that someone uh, wants to talk to a politician or a college professor or a teacher or a dean or something like that. Mm. And that when they talk to their friend about, oh, well, I've got to go see this guy, but I'm really nervous about it. Mm -hmm. Why? Why be nervous? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm a winner, if I'm a champion, I can go and I can talk to a dean and it doesn't matter what he says, he's not going to make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. Whatever he says, it throws at me. I can handle that and stay in a good state. Mm -hmm. And so we begin to talk ourselves into, yeah, we can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can handle this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we can develop that, these feelings on in the meditation. But the mm -hmm. real point in, uh, is not the sitting practice, mm -hmm. but it's moving around in life mm -hmm. in this state where we have the knowledge that we can handle anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. That in fact, this state that I'm talking about now is actually what is generally referred to with the wrong term of access concentration. Mm, 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 this is mm. actually access to the jhana factors, and when the jhana factors are brought together, the togetherness of being brought together is the word samadhi. Explain samadhi to you because it doesn't mean concentration. In some cases, it's the exact opposite of concentration. Mm -hmm. right? So, the, to get an idea of what this samadhi is, which is bringing together the factors, is imagine a, a, an American, uh, Native American teepee, mm -hmm. a topping of the Plains Indians. Mm -hmm. 
temporary houses, they're actually a tent, except that they have a whole bunch of long ridge poles cut from uh, young trees, and they're about 20 feet long, these thin poles, and they mm. have depends upon the size of the of the teepee and other things as to how long the poles are and how many of them that you have. Mm. But one important quality about it is, is that they all gather fairly close to the top and mm. are bound together, mm. right? That's the samati of those uh, logs. Mm. Because you cannot have a teepee unless you've got those logs tied together. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Another example is a yurt. Mm. Okay, yurt is also a tent, but it's got a center ridge pole, but on top of that center ridge pole, all the side ridge poles are placed. Mm-hmm. In fact, this is also a style of construction that's used here in Thailand, but you can also think of buildings that have capital domes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there would be a samati point, mm-hmm. which, is the, which is the dome itself, the top, where mm-hmm. everything sits on top. All mm-hmm. right, this mm-hmm. is what we mean by samati. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about concentration for a moment. Mm-hmm. To say that one of the things we know of that the word concentration is used in frozen concentrated orange juice. <laughs> okay, mm. you take the water out of it for sales gimmicks and for storage and uh, transportation, but they don't take the water out of it for drinking. Mm. And in fact, no one drinks frozen concentrated orange juice until they do what with it? Mm. Put the until water they back. dilute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now the mm. water is, uh, the, the orange juice is fit for drink because it's got all of its components. Mm. Concentrated orange juice is not fit to drink. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means that we have to make a distinction between, are we talking about concentration or are we talking about something else like mm. folks? Mm. Bring things together. Mm. Mm. This is what is the first jhana now, is bringing the factors together. Mm-hmm. And we do that with the Eightfold Noble Path. We bring these factors together in the following way. The first thing is, is that we wake up, we recognize that the mind by seeing, the mind is, has hindrances and we throw that out and we get relief from that. Mm-hmm. We get that relief of throwing that stuff out, we also take a deep breath, and that breath then energizes the body mm-hmm. and gets the mind going better mm-hmm. fit for work. Mm-hmm. So, once we have this developed of, I can do this, no matter what, I can always do this, mm-hmm. then the mind is fit now for bringing together all of the jhana factors, which has to do with this pity, this feeling of, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And also the feeling of complete acceptance and relaxation that we can call sukha, which means that this is pleasurable and it is satisfying. It is mm. satisfactory. Mm. And if we get some satisfaction, but we say, oh, this is, this is the beginning. This is satisfying, but it's not enough. I want more. Then it's not satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah what satisfaction is there to be this is good enough this is what i am having in this present moment and wow this is delicious it's mm. nice mm. this is granny's best dish it may not be storefront food yet but this is mm. delicious mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know where i was 
um, the idea then is, is for us to get ourselves into this state of knowing through confidence that we, in fact, can throw the hindrances out of the mind and bring ourselves into a state of satisfaction, mm. bring lion's uh, pose into it. And along with the breathing now, we're getting the brain energized and fit to work because one, it's not crowded with junk anymore, and number mm -hmm. two, is energized. Mm -hmm. This state that we're talking about now is the state of first jhana, mm -hmm. where you have thought, and that thought is applied mm -hmm. to something and directed to something. Okay, like that reading of the book, you apply it to the book. Now, though, we're going to start applying it to various aspects of the body and the mind. Mm. But we're actually going to start looking for something. Mm. And we're going to keep looking for it. We're going to go on kind of a vigil. Mm. As soon as we stop looking, stuff's going to start coming back again. Mm. Mm. But as long as we're on guard, we can catch it quick enough and we can throw it out before it's done any damage at all. Mm -hmm. And so we stay, and the damage would be that we no longer feel confident. We no mm -hmm. longer feel uh, secure. We no longer feel uh, satisfied. Mm -hmm. We can catch unwholesome thoughts and throw them out and come right back and, aha, I caught that one too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really good and I'm still relaxed. Mm -hmm. So vigil that we go on is can can be called guarding the mind and one of the constituent components is, is to keep watching the breath itself and mm. so look at the breath in the sense of uh, there's two times or two points when we actually will have sati mm. that is is that when we breathe in long we know it that's the point of sati this is a long in breath mm -hmm. and then Next one is this is a long out breath. This is a this is a genuine sigh. Mm. <laughs> this is a ah, mm. kind of out breath. That's what we're looking for is to make sure that this is a nice, strong, long, satisfying, health promoting in breath, mm. and this deeply satisfying, relaxing, letting go. Uh, out breath. Mm. Going with that in breath and going with that out breath. And guess what? By being able to do this, we've already started keeping the mind focused. Mm. The kind of thought that comes in that's not associated with the breath, we can say that, whole, that thought's unwholesome because mm. it's going to tear me away from what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And so we throw that thought out. Mm. But thoughts about the Dhamma in the sense of, wow, this is, in fact, uh, uh, the third noble truth. I feel really good. <laughs> and that would be the wholesome kind of thoughts to have. Mm -hmm. So thinking about the Dhamma is actually very wholesome. Mm -hmm. And it keeps us in this great state of pleasure and joy mm -hmm. so that when the Internet cuts off or any kind <laughs> of thing you normally think are frustrating, hey, man, it's not going to frustrate me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm on top of that one. If I can remember mm -hmm. this in-breath, I can remember <clears throat> the out-breath of the Wi-Fi. <laughs> this sounds to me a bit like the first two um, steps in the Anapanasati, 
Um, is that are you saying that we should always kind of return to that awareness every now and then of the 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 in the in breath being long and then it being short again and and always monitoring the the length of the breath? Is that something yeah. that's yeah okay? And if you read the Anapanasati Sutta. Mm. It's actually generally itself in the Pali more detailed than the general uh, uh, translation. translation. Okay. They tend to leave some stuff out. But one of the things that the Buddha is actually harping on yeah. is that the rapture and pleasure born of seclusion are skills to be developed while mindfully breathing in and mindfully breathing mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, bringing this sati into the breath, mm -hmm. on the in-breath and on the out-breath. That's actually mm -hmm. in the sutta, to, yeah. mind, to practice this uh, lion, mm -hmm. this um, uh, can-do attitude yeah. as with the breath. Mm -hmm. I, breathe, I breathe in power, <laughs> and I breathe out all the junk. Mm -hmm. is one of the way to think about it. But this mm -hmm. in and this out breath is actually uh, part of the rhythm mm -hmm. uh, that we get involved with so that we tend to pay, and that always brings us back to this present moment. Hey, it's hard to watch the breath correctly mm -hmm. and, be, and be lost in thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we keep coming back to this present moment over and over and over again. And every step all 16 except for the actual two first ones of the breathing mm -hmm. of, of breathing in long and breathing out long and then breathing in short and breathing out short and we'll eventually someday talk about the short breath we don't need to do that because the long breath has got what we need mm -hmm. uh, the long breath then and understanding the body Mm. But we understand the body with the breathing. While mm. he's breathing in and while he breathes out, well, this is actually the whole foundation of, and perhaps we could say the entire teaching of Goenka, mm. of the body scanning. Just stay mm. with the body, but the, uh, the body scanning tends to go on its own and get disconnected with the breathing. Mm. Where in the Anapanasati Sutta, it says, no, you become really mindful of the body mm. while you breathe in, Mm -hmm. And mindful of the body while you breathe out, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you can feel when you're breathing in and breathing out the touch of the cloth, the touch of the air, the breeze yeah. that we're in, uh, the way that we rise in the chair and fall. All kinds of things can be noticed when we start watching the breathing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that helps us stay out of the hindrances and mm -hmm. into this uh, state of mind. Uh, where the mind is fit for work. Mm -hmm. So now we can begin to bring in other things like uh, uh, that are wholesome. Mm -hmm. Keep, make sure that uh, the thoughts are wholesome and they're mm -hmm. wholesome because we can continue to breathe in and out. Mm -hmm. This this breath is free from dukkha. This breath is, is free from uh, out breath. is free from dukkha. Wow, so mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. and, then we, and then we can say, uh, like uh, one of the things to investigate is how the investigation is done. Mm. Like, how's my sati? Is my sati right there, or is mm. my sati kind of slow? Mm. How's my mind? Is it bright? Is it capable of watching, or is it dull? Mm -hmm. Is it on top of the game, or is it uh, sleepy? 
Mm-hmm. These are the things that we begin to notice. Also, we begin to notice, well, how is my pity? How is my energy? Mm-hmm. How, how, how is my pity? Mm-hmm. How is, do I really feel that good? Yeah, maybe I feel good. <laughs> and so we keep talking about it and, and going around, uh, spending our, our mind moments mm-hmm. talking about the Eightfold and Noble Path and uh, these path factors and the Anapanasati. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we want to talk about and think about and discuss with ourselves mm-hmm. while we're watching the in-breath and the out-breath. And guess mm-hmm. what? The whole time is quite pleasurable. <laughs> Just yeah. blowing over the Dhamma. Yeah, I got that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I have um, loads of questions, but I guess the, the main one is, is um, I, I was really trying to kind of clean out any any thought whatsoever and and um you know for there to be as as far as possible just kind of pure observation of what was happening but you're saying that there can be thoughts as long as they're wholesome ones we really want to have wholesome thoughts we don't want to cut them all out okay in fact if you were able to yeah cut all thought out Mm -hmm. for 24 hours yeah and you did that in a public place. <laughs> At the end of that 24-hour period, you would either be in ICU or in the morgue. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this is like... And I bet you couldn't do it. I bet they'd do something to wake you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get you to talk. <laughs> yeah. Because that, I mean, there have been... Um, yeah, I don't know, times when there has been when I've known something is kind of wrong because there's been what would felt like a good samadhi, but a kind of um, not like a not a kind of um, unpleasant feeling, I guess, like a kind of pervaded feeling of negativity, I guess, which could sometimes it doesn't happen all the time. It's not re- it's it's quite rare, but sometimes there'll be phases where, you know, you're sort of really present in a feeling that isn't good, you know. Okay, yeah. well, this particular moment of mm. shanti mm-hmm. is no longer now the time to hold a bunch of bad feelings like yeah. anger, frustration, guilt, yeah. uh, uh, fear, uh, grief, a sense of loss, uh, a sense of being a victim, and all of that kind of stuff, that we're actually going to wake up out of that mm. and intentionally, as it were, talk ourselves into feeling really good. Mm. Feel like a champion. Mm. Uh, uh, That we can use that verb. Let's face it, Patrick, you have spent your whole life talking yourself into feeling bad, criticizing (laughs) yourself, finding fault with the uh, culture, finding fault with religions, finding fault with governments, finding Mm. fault with uh, business all these fault-finding things that we're doing, we're really, really good at finding fault. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking to ourselves about what's wrong with things and criticizing even ourselves all of these years. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to actually relay some of that networking in the mind and start mm-hmm. laying down not critical thoughts, mm-hmm. but nurturing thoughts. Mm-hmm. But nurture yourself and do that with mm-hmm. the kind of thinking that we can do mm-hmm. like oh, this mm-hmm. is nice mm-hmm. wow i really mm-hmm. like this state 
Mm -hmm. Wow, you're a good boy today. You really got some power now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These are the kind of thoughts that you uh, mm -hmm. that you have, mm -hmm. not as affirmations, trying to talk yourself into something you don't have, mm -hmm. but congratulating yourself for the fact that you can do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these are not affirmations to try to get you someplace. This is a bat on the back. This is mm -hmm. congratulation. This is real nurturing. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you've done a good job and recognize it and give yourself credit for the fact that you can clean out your mind. Mm -hmm. And that's a noble thing to do. Most people can't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the um, When you were talking about the first tetrads there and in the first two steps, particularly the first step being really fundamental. Um, I, I generally, when I'm practicing that part of the sutta, I, <clears throat> there'll be a, a come a time when I feel like I've really got the breath focused and I will then sort of move to the experiencing the whole body and kind of then it will be about the flows of energy. Okay. So it won't be well, so much located on the nose um, or in my chest. That's it's, exactly the way that Goenka teaches it, and that's yeah. not the way that it's actually okay. to be practiced. Okay. That in fact, what we do is we begin to practice all of the Anapanasati together, all at the same time. Okay, okay, okay. So within every five-minute period, you're going to go through a whole bunches of stuff. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. That we don't just spend, uh, in fact, even talking about it in steps or sequences. Mm -hmm. An easy way to talk about that is by looking at the fact that the uh, Anapanasati Sutta, right there in the Anapanasati Sutta, says that the Anapana practice is practiced for the fulfillment of the Satipatthana. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it on and goes, but let's stop there for a moment and say, okay. You cannot take just the body into the meditation hall and leave mm -hmm. the mind and the mind's objects and the, and the feelings in the rack. Mm -hmm. And then next week, you take the feelings into the meditation hall and leave the body and the mind and the mind's objects in, in, the, uh, in the bed. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. we got to go take everything in there, and that because of everything in there, that means that we've got to deal with everything. Mm -hmm. We've got to deal with it all. And it comes kind of as a package deal. But it does come in a sequence, but mm -hmm. that sequence is much more natural rather than ordered like the order that you find in a book. Mm -hmm. The natural mm -hmm. first thing is the sati, to wake up, that's step mm -hmm. nine, mm -hmm. and, and uh, to really take a good, good close look, and yeah. then gladden the mind, that's one's right effort, also mm -hmm. taking a deep breath, and mm -hmm. then getting ourselves into a state of satisfaction is stage uh, six of Anapanasati, mm. and then step uh, five is that sukha, or mm. excuse me, the pity of I can do this. Well, you see, they're not in any particular order, mm. uh, but they are grouped in the body to feelings to mind and the mind objects. Mm. So if you're reading one particular part of a book on Anapanasati and, and practicing that, mm. that's like uh, putting on blinders or blinkers, and you're going to miss a whole lot of stuff. Mm. But if you mm. do take that and incorporate that into the full practice of Anapanasati, then it can be quite valuable. Mm. So for a little while you pay attention to the body. Mm. Then for a 
little while, you make sure that the thoughts are wholesome. Mm. And a lot of this little while this and little while that wind up making a full in-breath and a full out-breath. Mm. That's why we want to slow it down, because we've got a lot of work to do in this breath. Mm. Mm. <laughs> got to make mm. sure that, that we're satisfied. Make yeah. sure that we're gladdening the mind, that we're talking ourselves um, uh, into a Mm-hmm. Being free from the hindrances—that's the powerful one. That's the mm-hmm. most important. Until we can wake up and throw unwholesome thoughts out of the mind, we can't then continue to work with these wholesome thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the way to look at it. Instead of throwing out all thoughts, your job is to throw out only unwholesome thoughts and allow wholesome thoughts to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really useful. Yeah. That's that's something that I think I've been missing in the kind of um, uh, in in my training of focus, or you know, excessively mm-hmm. so. It was it was feeling quite dry, you know, like sometimes the mind could be a bit too neutral, spookily, scarily neutral, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like very much, um, yeah. Uh, it felt like the end kind of cruising, cruise control, felt a bit like that, yeah. <laughs> one of the suttas, in fact, is number 139, where the Buddha says that he will take pleasure wherever it may be found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a but good we one. also have to know where the dangers are. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Because many things are delicious and delightful, but they're also dangerous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in, in this case, where the Buddha knows where pleasure may be found, the pleasure is just in sitting and being free from hindrances. What mm-hmm. a pleasure that is. Mm-hmm. It's not having any jobs to do. There are no problems to solve. Mm-hmm. There are no broken dishes to clean up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are no broken relationships to clean up. Mm-hmm. That this is a fresh new moment, mm-hmm. and there, are, there is no past. Mm-hmm. Let the past, mm-hmm. let, mm-hmm. let the dead past bury the dead, mm-hmm. and be in this present moment. And be mm-hmm. bribed. You don't have anything to do. There's no uh, the the Japanese haiku is no place to go and nothing to do. Yeah, grass, <laughs> uh, and the spring comes and the grass grows by itself. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And so this is how we begin to practice in our sitting so that we can get ourselves into this beautiful, comfortable state of Pujan. Mm. 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 And see, and, and so now there are two skills to develop. Mm-hmm. One skill is to get into this jhana mm. easily and quickly. Mm. Sati comes fast, out goes that stuff, a deep breath and a satisfying, ah, mm. <laughs> we're good to go. That's how mm. fast it takes. Mm. All you have to do is remember and keep practicing that and it'll come that fast. Mm. Mm. And then the next one is, is to be on guard so that we can sustain that feeling. Mm. Keep it going that we're not going to lose it. Why? Because mm. if you... If you can sustain it, you've got it. And if you cannot sustain it, there's only one place to go. Mm-hmm. Back into hindrances, back to hell again. Mm-hmm. 
We just got to get out of jail free card, and guess what? We just put ourselves right back into jail. Mm -hmm. Okay, the question is, if we can get out of jail, can we stay out? Can mm -hmm. we maintain this wholesome state of mind? And you can go around and live your whole life and interact with all kinds of people in a very healthy, wholesome way and be mm -hmm. able to And everything is wholesome. Mm -hmm. This is much superior than to being completely flat and you can't even get a word out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the more I practice, the more I really feel that sati is this miraculous moment where you just feel incredible gratitude, you know? <laughs> I was thinking yes, the other day... Yes, gratitude. Yeah. Yes, gratitude is such a wonderful feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And generosity also. Generosity and gratitude. Boy, are those two joy machines. Yeah. <laughs> I had this image when I had a moment of sati when I was sitting, and it was of someone who just who gets washed up ashore or who finally touches down on land, <laughs> like out of this moment of turmoil and kind of confusion and in the sea, you're kind of touching dry land and you're coming up for... There's something there in the moment that is, yeah, that kind of saves your life in a way, you know, like it's that kind of level of, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so that's a good feeling to cultivate, I think. Great. Yeah. Well, now you've got a better direction that you don't yeah. want to go deep in meditation. You want to come up bright. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. To, I'll be practicing that. For sure. All right. Well, don't let it go so long. Give me a yeah, call. Yeah, I know. I will do. All, All right. right. Thank you so much, Damarato. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye -bye. Patrick. See you. See you.